You know 90% of all companies in this country are overpaying on their waste and recycling expenses? Well, Sensible Solutions Waste Consulting can help you with that. Whether it's a big business or, or just a small one with a one dumpster out back, they can take a look at why you're overspending. And those reasons are, well, your contracts don't protect you from price spikes. Your service levels are inefficient. The contracts allow for crazy ancillary fees to be charged. You need different equipment or you just need your invoices looked over. And you know how it is when you call the waste companies, you're on hold for 25 minutes or you don't ever get a call back. Let Sensible Solutions Waste Consulting do all of that for you. They'll audit your equipment, your invoices, make sure that those companies are doing what they're supposed to do. Give them a call, 812-787-3598, or email them, sensiblesolutionswaste at gmail.com. 812-787-3598. Let their team help you reduce your waste expenses. It's risk-free. If Sensible Solutions doesn't save you money, you don't pay. 812-787-3598, Sensible Solutions Waste Consulting. is ready to go home to Red Hill High School in Bridgeport, Illinois. You are listening to the Old School Red Hill Podcast. Guys, it's good to be back on the air. We had a bit of a delay. I had to do a little bit of traveling last week, and we didn't get a record when we wanted to, but we will still get you at least two shows in April, and I think there's a pretty decent chance that we'll get in a third. But first, let me talk to my co-hosts, introduce them, let you know whose voice is who. Person I'm looking at first, Mr. Gary Emmons. Hello, hello. How's everybody doing tonight? Hey, doing good, my man. Next up, be back. Next up from his farm south of Sumner. This is becoming his, uh, or I guess Sumner and Bridgeport. You have a Sumner address, right? Sumner mailing address. Yeah, yeah. seems like it should be a Bridgeport. Bridgeport. (laughs) See, I was going to say it seems like it should be a Bridgeport address, but it's not. About to go into his busy time on the farm, Mr. David King. Hi, guys. And the pod father, the man that started the old school Red Hill Facebook page and helped hatch this podcast. And the co-host this week as we bring back the Brino and Friends show, Mr. Chip Jamerson. Hello, everybody. Red Hill Saluki's three and one in football off to a good start. I don't think it was supposed to be a great year, right? And we're off to right. a fantastic didn't, start. Yeah. Didn't it I hear up. something about this? Like this, this would be like their worst team. Well, I we, some, we thought we were struggle. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. I think only, only twenty six kids are playing some freshmen yeah. on the line, and um, they the next two games are going to be tough. But at worst, they finished three and they yeah. finished five hundred this year. So yeah, I think come back win on over Hartsville, get the oil field trophy back. 
from a, homecoming from a guy that got two wins in his last three years of high school. That seems yeah. pretty good. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they've surpassed the 89, 90, 91 combined yeah. win total. Oh, yeah. 27 games, <laughs> two and 25 during that span. Yeah. So. Well, they de- they, they've now surpassed the uh, fall of 85 and the fall of 86. I can attest to that. <laughs> So good show for you tonight. Uh, we had we had a good one last time. Kind of talked about our uh, our shining moments, um, and was happy to to do that. Got a lot of good feedback on that. And uh, this week we're going to kind of go along those same same lines. We're going to talk about uh, a couple different topics. Had a little bit of people. Uh, send messages to bring in on those. So what we're going to do, we're going to list and talk about our favorite teachers at Red Hill, our favorite non-sports moments at Red Hill, uh, and then uh, an embarrassing moment that, that we may have had during our time. We'll, we'll tell a little story on ourselves. And then uh, we'll wrap up with our favorite guest moment or discussion moment so far in the podcast. And, and I think we've all kind of kicked it around in our heads trying to decide what we were going to say. So anyway, uh, we've had some great interviews, haven't we, guys? Yeah, sure have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It just, it, it's been great reconnecting with um, people from the past I hadn't talked to for years and, and meeting some new people I'd never talked to before, like Susan Wright. Yeah, we started off the podcast with a with a trailer, and 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 you had to uh, suffer through my singing, but got to relive some memories there. Then we went to Bill Evans, and we've just taken off uh, since then, and and uh, had some pandemic shows where we had to do everything we couldn't even consider getting together. And then we've had some, you know, the Fred Kendall interview was live and in person, and and that lived up to 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 the much hype. Um, speaking of much hype, we are going to do something later in this show that I hope that everybody enjoys. We kind of kicked around. I think this idea lends well to this show as we, we reintroduce ourselves to people that we went to school with and haven't talked to for a while. And, and I got to thinking, you know, it's good to hear people's voices. And then that led me, Hey, remember WAKO's mystery voice? This might be fun. So what we're going to do tonight, we've got our first mystery voice. And that person is is going to do a, a small clip, and then as we go through the weeks, as long as it doesn't get guessed, those clips will get longer and longer, and and probably the voice will start giving a few clues to to their identity, and then we'll finally uh, culminate with a winner, and that winner will win a twenty five dollar gift certificate to Gray's Restaurant in Bridgeport, and then we'll probably just kind of keep rotating the gift certificates around. Uh, amongst uh, amongst the restaurants that we, that we have as sponsors. And right now it's Gray's Restaurant and, of course, Tyler Griffin's Pizza House. So you can go get a bite to eat on the old school Red Hill podcast in, in kind of a way uh, to have some fun and, and for us to say thank you for listening. So we will get to that a little bit later on, our first mystery voice. But after we had the mystery voice idea, we were kind of kicking around how to do it. And then I remembered, and I don't know if very many people remember this, but the way they used to do the mystery voice was it wasn't you called in as the fifth caller and had the answer to the question or guessed the voice. Back in the old days, they would play the voice, and they would just pick somebody out of the phone book and call them. And sometimes the people might take a guess. Sometimes they never heard the show and didn't even know what they were talking about. So what we're going to do is for maybe the first, I don't know, four or five shows, we're just going to pick somebody, and if uh, if they 
for whatever reason don't listen to the podcast i'll tell them here's how you get the podcast and here's the the minute that you can either listen to or if you want to we hope you don't but fast forward to and you can listen to the voice and then you've got you know maybe 12 or 24 hours whatever we decide to send me a facebook message back private message so not everybody sees it and with your guest we'll do that a few times and then if we don't have a winner, then we might open it up to a direct message and, and see who the first one is to guess it. So that will be coming up later in the show. But first, let's get started. I tell you what, let's take a quick break from one of our sponsors, and we will be right back with um, our favorite teacher discussion. For great Bridgeport-style pizza, you know where to go. Tyler Griffin's Pizza House, right there across from the Dog Pound in Bridgeport, that famous location. Give them a call, 945-3663 for delivery is available, or you can dine in or just pick it up at the window. They're open Tuesday through Sunday from 4 to 9. And then on the first Friday of every month, they're open for lunch from 11 to 1. And this month, the employee special pizza of the month is a taste of Italy with the margarita pizza. And I saw pictures of this on Facebook, and it looks really, really good. So give them a call, Tyler Griffin's Pizza House, 945-3663 for great Bridgeport-style pizza, Tyler Griffin's Pizza House. I'll start here. Okay, Chip. Okay, so... I'll tell you what, there's a lot to choose from on this list. I just, and, and I know we're biased, but I think the quality of teachers we had from kindergarten through 12th grade was second to none. We had great teachers at Red Hill. I mean, look at all the success, the people that have been successful after they've left the school. It was, I, I think we got a great education at Red Hill, no matter what elementary school you went to and into the junior high and high school. I've talked in the Richard Dixon show about the, um, great junior high staff and high school is pretty powerful in its own right. I, I don't, um, you know, going to school there all those years. And even in high school, I, I can only tell you one, maybe two teachers that I'm not going to say I didn't like, but I eh, wasn't that crazy about them. And we're not going to mention those, but I liked, I, I really did. I liked almost all, all the teachers that I ever had. This was, this, this was difficult. Uh, it was really hard to really, come up with because I really I liked a lot of, I didn't really have that one that's like oh my gosh like they're like the greatest ever I, I I had several that were tied for that first honorable mention is going to go to Mrs. Nancy King she is our co-host wow. David King's uh, mom oh, I, I honestly wasn't expecting that that's awesome now she's honorable mention she did not yeah, win I, no, I, got, <laughs> I got you I'm not trying to give her too much credit <laughs> um I never had her until my second semester of my senior year. So my last semester at Red Hill, I had her as a teacher. I took adult living, which I was just so excited to take because uh, we got to cook. And I was very excited about getting to cook. And we got to eat the food that we cooked. So yeah. I was very excited to be in that class. And this was as, you know, this is, I always talk about when David and I's friendship was really blossoming. Well, this is prime time for that. So my, um, great friend for life, David King. I get to have his mom for a teacher now. And, but here's the moment. I just want to make sure this guy in podcast history, I've told the story to these guys many times about uh, what, when teachers and it's as a T I've been teaching, I'm in my 20, about to finish my 25th year teaching now. And I sometimes think of this it's story, but what, what can I, yeah. What can I do 
to make an impact on this kid where they're going to be talking 25 years from now, they'll be telling positive stories about me. And here was the, here's the situation. Okay. We were doing sewing. I was not looking to that part, look, looking forward to that part of adult living. Um, and, um, I was just really, I mean, any kind of machines, I'm not real good around. So this sewing machine, this, you know, you guys know what a sewing machine is. And uh, I had, we, <laughs> I, I was making some, some shorts. So I, so basically she ordered this company. We just had like, sew the panel and everything together. And I got, she, I picked out UNLV running rebel shorts. That was 9091, the year of the great, the heyday, one of the greatest college basketball teams of all time. They fell short of the title, but still considered one of the all time great teams. So I thought it was cool. They had UNLV shorts in there. So I ordered some running rebel shorts and, um, so I'm sewing the red part onto the white panel that says running rebels on it. And it gets caught in the sewing machine. And I can't stop it. It's like running all different directions. It's like, it's mangling these shorts. Like, and I cannot stop it from mangling it. So it's like, we have like a little cubby where we keep our stuff in. So I finally got it, tugged it out of the sewing machine. Probably I assume you scissors or something, got it out of there. Luckily, no one saw it. I was just like, okay, this is really embarrassing. I, I didn't think about this for an embarrassing. That could have been your right. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> um, this, this is really embarrassing. I'm just going to kind of go hide these in my cubby. And it's, it was a Friday. And no one's ever going to know about it. I'm just, and we'll worry about it on Monday. Okay? Um, so my, this is, we had it right before lunch, the fourth hour or whatever it was. I go in there. And I pull out, I go to my cubby to get my mangled pair of shorts. I've got to do something with them. I've got to like fix them or tell Mrs. King or something. I go in there and pull out my cubby to get my UNLV shorts and they are perfectly sewn. <laughs> they are, there, is no, there is no sign that there was any damage done to them. I have a perfect pair of UNLV shorts that I wore for the next several years and um, Mrs. King over the weekend had taken her own time oh, to wow. undo them and fix the shorts for me. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, I always think about it. This next teacher I'm going to talk about did things too, that as a teacher, I think like, what can I do for this kid? Um, and so Nancy King for that gets an honorable mention. Now, did you have a conversation with her about this ever? I, I really don't remember. I'm assuming I said thank you or something to her that that morning in class. Um, but it really, we didn't, she didn't really bring it up to me. I think I may have just been a quiet look and thank you. And that was it. And we moved on and we acted like nothing ever happened because remember, none of the students in the class knew that I mangled them up. It was completely hidden from all of them. And so to everyone else's knowledge, I had sewn those myself. I had come in over the weekend and gotten those fixed up and I was ahead of everybody else on my sewing project. It looked like, so yeah, how do you know it wasn't Larry McBride or one of the custodians? <laughs> yeah, that's that's been. Like, Black like, Jack had no idea why I was looking at her and smiling and saying, thank you. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I don't think there's any proof that she actually did this. So I'm sure hey, she's a, we need you. I'm David sure she's a, top yeah. li a big time listener of this show. So oh, I'm sure, sure we'll, we'll hear from her on the Facebook <laughs> after this. So thank you, Mrs. King. But let's get on to my, um, I honestly didn't always see eye to eye with this teacher. A lot of times I did. Sometimes he'd say things that would, um, I wouldn't agree with or would upset me, but um, that's, that's okay. Um, when I walked into this man's class for the first time, I think it was, it was either second hour or third hour of my freshman years for world history. And 
Uh, first of all, it's exciting because he's the head football coach. So I'm kind of giving away. It's Mr. It's Coach Evans. Um, is gets my number one here. He. Um, I, I don't. It, it was cool being with the football coach. I was nervous. I, I was, you know, kind of intimidated. I was on the football team, but just, you know, to me, like these guys were like, um, these are like these iconic people, and uh, a little nervous being in his class. But the thing. What I always liked about Coach Evans, I don't really remember a lot of the learning, the history. I honestly don't. I know he put a bunch of notes on the board, and the, the board would be filled with notes. And um, I don't remember a lot about that. But that's what I've always learned. About, I've always been told that as a teacher is they're not going to remember all that material you taught them. Right. All that you're working. That, that's not what they remember. They remember how you treated them and, and the other things. And if you guys think back to teachers you had, you remember like the cool things they did in class uh, that kind of set them apart. And then we would like that first Friday, I don't know if it was, so it was one of the first days of school. We started doing these current events quizzes every Friday and I was really good at them. Like I was the best in the class. Like there had been very few things where like I was ever like the, I was never the best student, never the best athlete, but this was like, Wow, like this is something where like I'm the top of the class on this, where it asks, you know, things going on in the news, top TV show to number one song each week. Um, so just doing those things. And then I had him again my junior year for US history. And um he um the the different things he would do even outside of teaching, like he would do the uh, NCAA pool every year. He'd do this crossword puzzle with members of the basketball team and cheerleaders and like clues about them. And you had to fill in a crossword puzzle things. He definitely didn't have to do on top of coach at that time, he was coaching football, basketball, and baseball. So he was coaching three sports, uh, full teaching load. It wasn't like he was getting extra time prep periods to, Oh, you're the coach. We're going to only have you teach a couple classes. He wasn't the athletic director yet. He was teaching a full load, uh, but still found time to do things to get kids excited about coming into his classroom. And I, and I said, I sent him a message on his uh, 70th birthday a couple months ago, letting him know as a teacher. Now I remember those things he did. And um, so my number one goes to, he was, on ep if you want to listen to more, he's on episode number one of the old school podcast. Uh, Coach William Wesley Evans is my number one. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I, when you were saying that, I remember a quote Neil Young had. You know, they're not going to remember every song that you sang, but they'll me they will remember how you made them feel. And, yep. and that's, that's, that's 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 perfect for Coach. Yep. And that's he would like that quote. I'm stressed from his wheelhouse of music there, Neil Young. So. Yeah, Perfect. and before we go to the next one, I just want to say uh, thanks to Carrie Hill, class of 87 member, um, the best class in my opinion. Um, he he listed Mr. Drury as his favorite teacher, and uh, that that was probably a pretty popular pick uh, amongst people, but uh, I was just going to say that. Yeah. And also uh, on the Mr. Drury uh, bandwagon was also um, one of our sponsors at Andrews Insurance Agency, Mr. Justin Shear mentioned Mr. Drury. So thanks, and guys, for uh, for taking part in the, uh, in, the, in the process here. And also uh, talking about Chip, uh, or like Chip, uh, Gene Allen said his favorite teacher was also Coach Evans. So. Yeah, I'm sure I was in probably some of those same classes with him. David Class King, David King <clears throat> you want to go next? Uh, sure. Uh, I'll throw out a couple on honorable mentions before I get to my, uh, so I get to my, you know, pick for my favorite. Uh, first honorable mention goes to uh, Mrs. McMillan. Okay. Um, had her for several classes. Um, grammar, you know, grammar, short stories, composition, 
one, composition two, whatnot. I would say she was the teacher that probably prepared me best for college. Um, That's a good point. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, just you know, teaching you how to write. Um, got to college. I mean, you know, had to write, you know, research papers and whatnot. It just, the way she broke it down and kind of, you know, prepared you for that part of it. Um, I always appreciate it because it, it went, went, always went easy for me. Um, in college, you know, once I got there, um, cause I knew what to do. Um, so, you know, kudos, kudos to her for that. Um, That's also awesome. another, uh, guy that I had for several classes, uh, was Mr. Gifford. Um, I wasn't the best science wasn't as bad as math for me as far as, uh, you know, as far as my, it was probably my second worst subject. Um, but he, uh, you know, he made class fun. Um, and always, you know, just always enjoyed and his, his classroom, I still say is, was the greatest. That's what I was going to say. His, his classroom. classroom yeah. At, at, at oh yeah. School. I guess the college lecture hall. It was, it was amazing. amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he was like a college professor. So it was yeah, like, right, so. perfect for that classroom. A lot of the guys that, you know, like you mentioned, you know, coach Evans and whatnot, a lot of those guys I never had. I that shocks had, me that you never had Evans. I never, had, I, I never had Evans. I never had Tugal. I never had. So who did world history? I was going to say, who year? taught history, Dave? Who'd you I have? I didn't have world history. It was a, it was a, uh, an elective. It was an elective. Yeah. Did you wow. never, you, you took, you had to take us history. Who'd you have for right, that? I had, uh, let's see. Who did? I had Drury Drury. Do a section of yeah, it. Yeah, I had Drury for that. Okay. 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 I had, uh, or no, I can't forget. I think I had Mrs. Walker for U.S. history, and then oh wow! And then I had uh, that was the only class I ever had with her. And I think that's Drury, our first Susan Walker mention on the podcast. And Drury so. was government. Now those might have been switched around. Actually, she might have been mentioned a little while ago <laughs> unnamed. Actually, no. Yeah, Drury Drury was government. Walker was history. But, uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway, it takes me into my fa in my favorite teacher. Um, and you know, a lot of people pick this guy, but you know, I, I just, I love being in his class, Mr. Drury yeah. at him. Basically I didn't have him at all until my senior year. And then the second semester of my senior year, I was basically in his, in his class all afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, that wouldn't the, be bad. Had government and then, uh, Social um, psych. current events. Or, oh, okay. What, Contemporary what problem. Contemporary problem. Oh yeah. Yeah. What they and teach in that? Current events. Current events. Okay. Yeah. Newsweek magazine. Uh, Chimp, you mentioned like an Evans must have done, you know, similar like a current event. Like yeah. Quit. What was the name of it? What was the name of Jury's game? Brain strain. Brain strain. I was I was thinking brain strain, but uh, but you're right. You know, you mentioned that. I dominated at that. I loved that. <laughs> As did I, and and I to the point where like it was like oh like people didn't even want to. Not to brag, but like people were getting <laughs> mad at me and not wanting me to play anymore. It's just I was answering every question. All you gotta right. do is watch the news. They weren't that hard to play. <laughs> all you gotta do is read the Newsweek he gave you every Yes. <laughs> but, Remember, they'd always ask who won the PGA tournament the week before. So you, you know you knew you had you to, watch you had to that. look, right. At least if you didn't watch it, just look it up. Yeah. But I always I always loved uh, Mr. Jury because you know, he was one of the old he was probably one of the older teachers at the time. But he really, you know, he was into the current events and pop music and all that and just 
really really he was a cool guy <laughs> he was a cool guy and he just i mean he just related to everybody in the class and and i i loved at, at that time um i i went on a little bit of a a kick and in, in reading books and things on vietnam I, that whole that whole era still to this day fascinates me with the with the war and and the politics and then the cultural changes that happened and I loved him talking about his time in Vietnam and and telling yeah. those stories. That's the first person. Uh, my dad was in Vietnam, but he wasn't actually in the actual fight. You know, he was in right. an air base away from same, there. Same with my dad. Yeah. He was in the Right. Yeah, but it was that was the first Yeah, that was the first person I'd ever known that was actually in Vietnam and and I right. I, I love those stories. Um so so that's your number 1, Dave. Yep, that's my number 1. And, uh, and way up on my list too. Yeah, Facebook uh Facebook uh, contributor Sandy Hausman um is one that I honestly I I can't disagree with. I was in chorus for 4 years and uh Mr. Climber is was and is a big favorite of of a lot of of Red Hill students. Uh, had a, a you know he was he was part of the the music education for many many of those. So um, I I can't dispute dispute that favorite in Mr. Climber. Um, Gary, talk you to might you. have a study hall teacher. Yeah, I just, same here. I had him. Yeah, <laughs> and he he might be like I mean he wasn't all, one of the all time greats. Red Hill. Like we had one of the best in Southern Illinois. Or I mean I don't know. I just assume you. I mean. He was, yeah, he was good. Um, yeah, he didn't teach any, see, that's foreign to me, him teaching a study hall. (laughs) Well, there wasn't a lot of teaching going on, but it was more babysitting, I think. Yes. To, uh, (laughs) to quote Wooderson from Days and Fuse, that didn't happen back in my day. (laughs) All right, Gary, uh, talk to us. Well, but you start getting to the third guy and you probably are starting repeating people, but I had to give a couple, couple, uh, honorable mentions as well. I had Mrs. McMillan too, and uh, she was one for honorable mention that just like Dave said, I mean, she probably prepared, that class probably prepared me for college and post-college even more than anything. And I remember, I can't think of the guy's name, Chip, who taught, uh, who took like uh, English at OCC? Oh, Jim Thomas. Mr. Thomas. The other guy. Wasn't there another guy? Oh, uh, Tom. Oh, man. Now you're, because uh, I had Thomas for both classes. Yeah, I can't um, think of his name now. But okay. anyway, like first paper, and he like, I wrote the paper exactly, you know, the five paragraph, you know, the, the perfect way that you were taught to do it. And he was like amazed that someone knew how to do that already. So, I mean, that completely prepared me for uh, that class. So, Vance Composition, I Good love job, that. Good job, Nancy. The definitions and just learn. I just thought that was really such a cool class. The other one was Mrs. Cork, and I cannot think of Mrs. Cork's first name, but that's another class. What was it? Judy Cork. Judy Cork, yeah. The sweetest, nicest lady I think I ever had as a teacher, but just learning to type and like a keyboard to me at that point when you're a, I think I didn't take it till I was maybe a junior and not knowing how to type and kind of being freaked out because it was, this dates us a little bit. This was, you learned on a typewriter. You weren't learning on a computer. We were still learning on typewriters and 1991, 1992. So that was a class, of course, that has helped probably more so in my adult life than anything. Uh, but no, it was, uh, she was an awesome, awesome lady. I don't know what all, what else she taught besides typing. I had, but... I had her for accounting. Okay. Yeah, I, I had her for accounting too. I should have mentioned her in my honorable mentions as well. But yeah. yeah kind of and, and, and same with me, typing and accounting. Yeah. Loved both of those classes and, yeah. you know, and, I don't really do much of the accounting anymore, but the typing is definitely a lot, yeah. lifetime skill. But I, I guess I used to balance my checkbook. My wife does it all now, but I used to be able to buy, buy I used to, so I guess she helped with that. So, 
And then I guess I get down, it's Drury and Evans. I mean, that's probably going to be, when you think about like just the classrooms themselves, like Coach Evans's classroom on that, we, the East Wall was just collages of pictures and the Larry Bird SI cover was on that. That's one of the ones I definitely remember being oh, on yeah, as well. I forgot but, about all I that. mean, that wall was just, oh God, I just love that. Loved being in that classroom and him using that. He was the big on the overhead projector. And the lights would go down, and then, and then everything was projected on the overhead, at least when I had world history with him. So, And then the other things you guys mentioned, the fun of the the, the crosswords. And I, I can't believe none of us do not have any of those anywhere. And I think now that my we felt my mom move, I think we've exhausted every box that something could have been in. And, yeah. and I definitely don't have. I'd love to kind of get across my hands on one of those again. I did find like, every single report card that Gary ever brought home. Didn't do so well in geometry. I remember my sophomore year. I know that. Um, I know, but uh, Brandy Duggar-Whitney had actually mentioned right before our first podcast, I think she wanted us to ask Coach Evans about those, if he still had some of those crossword puzzles. And I'd have to go back and listen to episode one, because I think I may, or Brian or one of us asked, but I don't think he had them. So I don't think that somebody's got to have one somewhere. So it's it's between Evans and Drury for me. It's something that with Drury, I just loved his lecture style. I think I just, because if you remember, I think for, for, at least for me, for U.S. history, he gave you like, it was like just a blank white piece of paper. And it already had like certain topics, like whatever, yeah. uh, the yeah, battle, right. water, battle of Waterloo or whatever. And he just basically went through things chronological order and talked about each one. And you took notes based on the things he was just talking through your lecture. And then, then you took your tests based off the notes that you took. And I thought that I was going to become a teacher someday. And that's the, I mean, that was the, obviously with the technology and things would change that, but that was the way I was going to teach had I ever done that. I love the Newsweek, and one of the things that uh, I remember my senior year in contemporary problems was that he always had the the far side, the cartoon, and every day going in and switching off the the calendar from one day. I used to love the, the far side cartoons. I thought those things were so clever, and look, looking at that new one every time. So my it's 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 too tough to call between Evans and Drury for me. Okay. All right. Well, I'm up. Well, I'm I'm just going to start at the top first, and because uh, mine's Bill Evans, and. It, not to go through a, a million different things, but uh, and I, I I sent this to Ashley when she was compiling things for Coach's birthday. He's one of my favorite people on the planet. I, I love him dearly to this day, and uh, so you know, it, it, Coach Evans is is my number one. And in talking about preparing you for college, I still to this day, if I'm in some sort of training class for for work or whatnot, I still take my notes Roman numerals. No, Roman numeral oh, yeah, style, right. like he he taught me how to take notes, and I still do it that way to this day. If I have to write out notes for anything, and and that was, uh, and then you mentioned the current events quizzes, and and uh, if I had a dollar for every time Neil Heath was looking over my shoulder yeah. to, for me to help him <laughs> on those current events quizzes, but uh, again, that's the kind of people we are. We stay up on all that and read newspapers and watch TV, so those were always pretty easy uh, and a lot of fun. <laughs> But uh, um, so and then, and then on my list, a couple of, of people that haven't been mentioned that that I, I truly enjoyed in class. Um, Mary Lou Poland, I, I just loved her. She taught my first class that I attended at Red Hill High School. Um, and I had her I had her for uh, some sort of I think it was an English or something. And then, of course, had her for Spanish. But 
Um, wow, she taught English too. I think awesome. it was an English class, wow. or maybe I took Spanish wow. one and Spanish two. I didn't learn. I didn't learn anything. And my son that just walked by, I think he's in his third year of of Spanish at Bar Eve, and I'm not sure he can order anything but a burrito on a menu. <laughs> but and so I can sort of relate. But I loved Mary Lou. I thought she was just a sweetheart of a of a woman, and and uh, I really enjoyed her. Um, Debbie Drury, and now Debbie Adams. Um, I had a fantastic time in her class. Um, I wish I had her in more classes, but I took drama and, uh, and, and really enjoyed her teaching style. Very, very, uh, engaging. And, uh, I still, to this day, um, on the Ides of March every year, I, I think about her and the, uh, uh, the, the reading Julius Caesar, um, in that class. So, uh, for her and then who, who would be, if I was ranking them would probably be number two, but, it's it's close was bob gifford um i became real close with mr gifford my junior year uh he was our class sponsor and we worked very closely i was the junior class president and then myself and and the other three or four people that were on the prom committee um worked very closely with him to plan the prom and and i got real close to him and and uh i know he's sorely missed by a lot of people but uh, i i thought I, i thought very very fondly of of mr gifford so so that's my list on that and honestly, to show you, the person I thought you would have number one didn't even was not even listed in the four teachers you listed to show how, how what the competition was like for this. I mean, I thought Mr. Hamill would be your number that's one what I personally. Thought, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, and that's a good point. And I I really did enjoy that advanced comp class, and it it still gives me one of the funniest moments. And I tell my kids this all the time, and I'll tell it real fast. Um, we were taking one of those, you know, where you one of the the, you had to write down the definition of words, and you know you did that that whole deal. You yeah. had a list of words, and and you had to use it in a sentence. And I remember Bobby Maddle had um, one of the words was acute, a c u t e, like an acute angle or or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I remember he wrote down as after he defined the word and he wrote his sentence. He was sitting right behind Jamie Gray, and he said, "Jamie has a cute ass." <laughs> he turned oh, wow. in. <laughs> Mr. Amble actually, you know, thought it was funny. Didn't Good. Too big of a deal of it, but but no, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I I I had just had that was the only class I had him for. Um, enjoyed it, but you know, I I I, I just always remember you telling telling stories that year about how much you enjoyed the class. That's why I always associate you with him because I know it was like because a lot of kids didn't make it all the way to advanced comp. It was that it was like a small group of you guys that were in there that were really good English students. So it's it's kind of the the best of the best in the class of '87. So. I know Mr. Hamill always liked that class because a lot of times you, I mean, he liked all the, but it's kind of nice as a teacher when you got all like yeah. really good students, all really good, not kids are goofing off and don't care yet. He had all really good students in that class. And, yeah, um, it was a good so. class. Cindy Brown, Jamie, Bobby Maddell, Neil, Chris Heath, Reinhardt. Um, it was a good class. Cream of the crop. Yeah. Cream of the crop. Angie Cooper. Um, yeah, it was fun. And so, hey, before we move on to the next topic, let's take our break here and we're going to do the mystery voice. Looking for insurance, we hope that you would call the Andrews Insurance Agency at 542 Main Street in Bridgeport. Terry Andrews and Justin Shear are your independent agents and they're your professionals for all of your farm, commercial, and personal insurance needs. And they've been strong supporters of Red Hill Athletics for decades. So if you're brought down by a pack of dogs, get off your seats and on your feet and see T-Bone or Juice and give them a call at 618-945-2881 at the Andrews Insurance Agency. 
as you're listening to this podcast, you know what? It's time to go out to eat. If you're listening to it in the morning, go grab lunch. Or if you're listening to it in the afternoon, let's plan dinner for the family. And there's no better place to do that than the legendary Gray's Restaurant in Bridgeport. Check out their daily lunch specials and weekly features on their Facebook page. You know, they've got the best cheeseburgers around and hand-cut steaks, tenderloins, those famous fish dinners, you name it. Come on in to Gray's Restaurant and they will be happy to serve you. They're open for dine-in and carry-out. Just call 945-9501 and let the Gray family cook for your family today. Now, I will say this. I am the only person other than the mystery voice okay. yeah, that knows know. <laughs> who the mystery voice is. My three co-hosts do not know. And so we'll play this. It's going to be a real short clip, and we'll play it a couple of times so everybody can hear it. And uh, here we go. So <clears throat> our very first mystery voice, it is a student from Red Hill High School back in the day. Old school. What we define old school as? 1970? 74 grads through. I, we have never really done the ending year. I mean, usually most old school is 70s, 80s, 90s. I would yeah. say we so, dip into the 2000s a little bit. Let's just say um, from 1970, what'd you say, 74? Yeah. 1974 to, we'll just say, to make it easy, we'll say to 1999. Just okay. for, for this game's purposes, 74 to 99. And here we go. Our very first mystery voice on the line, $25 from Gray's Restaurant in Bridgeport. Hello, Red Hill Salukis. Mm, Play wow. <laughs> Hello, Red Hill Salukis. I, I have somebody in my head. Of course, I can't say it. Okay, oh, gosh, that's it. it sounds I like think somebody. I have it. I think I have it. I'm going to have to listen to this podcast over and over because I start by the third time I started feeling like I was, but I don't know who it was. I need to keep listening to it. Okay. So there you go. First ever Mr. Voice. We will pick someone off the Facebook page. Random. We'll have to figure out how we're going to do that. We may have to print out a list of the people or, or, uh, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Maybe pick a number and we'll just count down from the top or something, but, uh, we'll figure out who we're going to ask and you are going to, and my brother just sent me a message on who it is, and that is 100% wrong. Damn, so, for sure. Uh, I played it three times. <sighs> I might cut one out of there. Maybe we'll just do two times. That might be enough. But uh, there you go. That was the mystery voice, and good luck to those people who get chosen to guess the mystery voice. This is uh, tough. I mean, yeah, we'll get more clues, but that's uh, tough to start. All right. We'll take a quick break here and we will be right back with more of your Red Hill old school fun. Since 2002, People State Bank has supported Lawrence County and served their financial needs in four different locations Bridgeport, Sumner, St. Francisville, and Lawrenceville. Stacy Moore. Our fellow Saluki and his staff are so happy to help you. And, and just like they help youth sports and 4-H events, they've sponsored Pack the Place. And, well, now they're helping out with this podcast, and we truly appreciate their sponsorship. All kind of financial needs. Whatever you need, just go see the folks at People State Bank. Again, it's in Bridgeport, Sumner, St. Francisville, and Lawrenceville. For all your financial needs, go see People State Bank. All right, we are back. 
support our sponsors. Let them know that you have heard about them right here on the Old School Rental Podcast. And, hey, do me a favor. Do us a favor. It's still, once a week, somebody says, I don't know how to do a podcast. <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say this. It's 2021, and I don't know how to do a podcast. If you know somebody that might enjoy this, and heck, maybe it's your mom or dad or grandma or grandpa or one of your classmates, and, and uh, ask them, hey, are you listening to the podcast? And um, Gary, that to that uh, that what you just texted me is also wrong. Um, uh, let them know how to get on the podcast, where to find it. It's basically anywhere you can find a podcast. Um, it's on their Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Apple, Google, something called Podcast Addict. It's on there. Podbean, of course. So show somebody Amazon how to music. What is it? Amazon music. Yeah, actually, yeah, on the Alexa. And I, I always have to, and we need to, we need to cover that sometime exactly what to say to get it to pop up on Alexa. Right, but, it's, it's difficult. Yeah. But, but if you have an iPhone, you already have the podcast app on your phone. It comes with it. You have to do nothing with it. Yep. Search right old there. school Red Hill. So help somebody find a podcast, ask them. And, and if nothing else, if you don't uh, love it for our silly voices, you might uh, be able to catch up some stories and, and hook up with a, with a classmate or something and, and share some memories. And, and uh, if nothing else, hey, listen to the great people that sponsor the show. So, uh, Gary, what are we going to do next? I'm going to let you take the reins here on this one. Well, I think we'll go with non-sports moment, I think. that's uh, That was the one that... I had a couple of things that uh, probably more generalized, and I have one moment that it was probably not fun for the person involved, but it was fun for everybody that was there that day. But a couple of like non-sports, you know, what was really difficult for me every time I would think of something, sports was always there. So there was so much that, that happened at Red Hill, and at least what I participated in that was uh, most things were sports, or I even counted like PE as sports a lot of times. But um, you know, those were a lot of great moments. But one thing that uh, was prom day at Red Hill, whether I was a young kid or if I was older, but I love prom day at Red Hill, especially the day it was maybe the same day as the Kentucky Derby. Oh, yeah. And I love Kentucky Derby Day, too, but uh, I love prom day in Bridgeport. Well, Gary, right on cue, my wife and my son just walked in, and he's just trying on his prom suit. So oh, that, nice. was, uh, that was perfect timing. Come over here, Sam. I'm sure, I'm sure he was thrilled to try that baby on. He looks Good. great. Yeah, fits well. Yeah, it's good. Good fit. So prom day at Red Hill. <laughs> I love that. And my other one probably was we talked about Mr. Climber. I loved study hall. I loved being in that room. I would love when it was like a freaking race to get to the newspaper bin and get the papers that were on like the Kendo Six. And I just loved being in the study hall when that was the mad dash. And I remember like Quentin Hall and Shane Piercy I had study <laughs> hall with when I was young and trying to race to who, who could get that, uh, who could get that uh, uh, newspaper. My so main, I, yeah, I love study hall. My that, main competitor was, was Tony Bingo Holman. <laughs> that was probably the only thing I could ever beat Brandon Smith in. <laughs> Was getting that <laughs> <over here. laughs> bingo and I, bingo Holman and I had some massive races to get to that newspaper. Like I think it back about just being in that study hall again. Of course, we'll never be in that study hall ever again. But like the ceilings were like fifty foot high. It felt what like a room. And then you know, it was seg segmented off. I think we sat four or four people at a table. And, and then like there. the teacher was up on like a stage. Oh yeah, yes. The Yes, yeah, so that's where I was picturing Mr. Climber earlier up on Me the stage. <laughs> yeah, I love, love, love that. But I, I think probably – go ahead, Dave. I was going to say, I don't know why. I, I had study hall my freshman year, I don't, and I just I like purposely avoided it like the, my next three. I don't know why I did that. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had it every year. That could be a, that could be an exercise <laughs> on the Facebook page because you could you could see that could very easily be the setting for Breakfast Club. We should recast the Breakfast Club <laughs> with Red oh, Hill yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would work for sure. But I think probably my my probably my the moment when I thought of this this came to mind more than anything. It's and it was in PE class, but it wasn't necessarily sports related. Is that we used to sit and when for uh, Coach Kendall would take roll call, we sat on the west side of the chair backs and we sat down closest to like we're right above the boys' locker room would okay. have been. And the rule was that you had to be in your seat by the time the bell quit ringing. So that was the key. You had to be. And if not, you were marked as tardy. And there was a day that it was running. Like, I'm we already, most, I'm already laughing. There were most of us were in our seats and all of a sudden you see Shane Lumpy Wilson. He's comes down by the office and then he's running across the gym floor. And then you slowly see his head emerge above coming up the steps there at the would be the Southwest corner. And he takes off running, and he's running on now the front row of the chairbacks. And he gets to that, <laughs> that center section, and one of the chairbacks oh, was no. down. Oh, no. And he hits, his, <laughs> he hits his leg. I mean, and when he is moving now, the bell has started. The bell probably rang for, what, what 10 seconds probably. Yeah, probably. And he is running, and that bell starts ringing, and he hits his knee on that thing, and he just goes flying down. Oh, and it no. just uh, you see, like, he is hurting, and then, like, the bell quits ringing, and you just see Shane <laughs> rising from the ground. It was, like, the saddest <laughs> thing and the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. So I told Shane that I was going to be sharing a story about him. I don't think he was a little worried which one it was going to be, but uh, a, pretty, a pretty horrible story. And he probably – he had, a, like, this big cut oh, – not a cut, like a deep wound, but a big scratch on his back from where he hit his back when he had fallen. But that's probably oh. – <laughs> just seeing him just – he knew he was going to make it. He was running as fast as he could, and then he just uh, he uh, tripped, the, and uh, it was terrible. That's did, the moment I'll never forget. Did, did Kendall take mercy on him? I don't know. I hope to goodness he <laughs> did, because had someone not left that chair back down, whoever sat around center court there on the on the west side of the – whoever those people would have been, uh, somewhere around the Jeff and Susie Moore area, if I remember right. But, uh, no, that's my favorite moment uh, that I remember from high school for sure. Sorry, Shane. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, Dave, you want to go next? Yeah, I'm. Mine are more general, um, and they they're all kind of sports, you know, sort of sports related. I, I'll I'll bring up two. I love the you know we talked about Mr. Gifford talked about Mr. Gifford earlier. I love Scholastic Bowl, um, you know, especially when you know, especially when you know Chip was still in it, you know, with me. Love going to the meets after. You know, after school, you know, it seems like we went to the same places all the time, you know, all named Mount Carmel down that area where we'd have to come back through racks. Yep. And we stopped through racks on the way home. I just no, love N- Noble was a good spot. We'd hit yeah. the Alney racks on the way home. I just love that, you know, having those. It's, it, it, it never seemed like it was a set schedule. It seemed like just random days. Yep. Kind of throughout the winter, you know, kind of throughout the winter and spring, but, um, those come to mind. Also, going to all the away basketball games with Chip and Gary, and whichever foreign exchange student uh, was, uh, was 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 with us at the time, whether it be Borja Rivas or Pedro Para, um, just great, you know, just great times, you know, you know, get, getting to spend time with your friends, you know, going down there, seeing some great Red Hill basketball teams, you know, playing. Um, 
when you got there and you know listen to some great music on the way yeah yeah so that's a big part of it just overall yeah. great time great times great memories oh yeah, yeah. the, the longer the road the salem carmi games yeah. i mean oh, those yeah. are the best more music yeah. more more yeah. talking exactly. got home later at night those yeah. are the best yep well yeah, i'll the road, go the road trip to La- the road trip to lawrenceville didn't really uh, count. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> probably did a lot of cruising in lawrenceville to make it an hour trip. Yeah, true, true. i'll go next uh my freshman year th- th- i guess this is a non-sports moment for me kind of like your basketball games my freshman year i didn't play football we had the long trip to salem as we've talked about many times and uh so I had been what Salem's what week two, right? So I had yeah. been in in school for for all of two weeks, and Amy Holtz and Jana Gray asked me, two senior girls asked me to ride to that game with them in Amy's car. I had never been anywhere with anybody in a car, <laughs> and I've got them asking me to go with them. So uh, obviously that was that was pretty unbelievable and and a big night in in young Brian's life. Um, number two, it was, and it's funny. You said about racing places, my senior year, they, they kind of closed the campus or whatever. We could still leave if you parked somewhere else, but we all, my group of friends all had chorus. Um, for the most part, all my friends had chorus or a lot of them. And then we just started eating cafeteria food. We hadn't done that a lot in our careers. And, uh, so it was always a big race that we would get there as fast as we could after uh, after chorus to get in, in the front of the lunch line, and Mr. Clymer would not let us go, and we'd keep inching, inching that way, ready to take off. And uh, so we would. It was a mad sprint. We'd go through the gym, in that back way, down that little back alternative back door, down that little ramp, and and to get in front of the lines. Cool. Yeah, Great entrance. Yeah, it was a very a very underrated entrance in my opinion. <laughs> And uh, so I remember Carrie Hill, Tana, Jamie, we would all go sprinting, kneel, uh, sprinting down that hill to get in front of the lunch line. But we've talked about it on the podcast before. I got to oh, yes. talk about it again. Yes. The yes. moment that Harry Rice <laughs> said they're coming back, and this is what we heard. Ladies and gentlemen, it is free fair. <laughs> All right. I heard some of guys did all afternoon before they came back that night to play. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what a day. And we've talked about it. Go back to the archive. Homecoming edition is where we mainly talked about this. It's come up a few times, but the whole homecoming week in 1983 and then capped off by that free fair concert was un. Believable. So that's definitely of, of non-sports moments. That's my number one. That, that ever happened before or after that? I don't know about before, and I don't remember anything happening like that in my career. And, and, and you know, honestly, we probably had other bands come in, and I just – they it wasn't this. They yeah, were <laughs> They were good. Anyway, uh, fall of – would have been, what, October – first week of October, 1983 – and nice. uh, Free Fair rocks Bridgeport. Chipper? I believe you mentioned Carrie Hill there. I believe Carrie Hill mentioned on the Facebook page that p- Facebook page that uh, the musicals were his favorite non-sports moment. Yeah, so. that very easily could have made my list. Yeah, absolutely. We had some great times in those. Uh, did Carnival our freshman year. Um, our 
sophomore year, we did uh, West Side Story. Or was that our junior year? I think it's Oklahoma, wasn't it? Were you in school no, for Oklahoma? I, Oklahoma was my eighth grade year. So I think we did a variety show my sophomore year. I'd have looked this up. It's I may be flip flopping the years, but then yeah, I believe our the swimsuit competition was one of the years. <laughs> yeah, yep, that's I right. That. Junior year was we did West Side Story. Danny Ash, Trisha Hazlett in the lead fantastic production lead roles. Uh, talking about Carrie Hill, he was the leader of the jets i was the leader of the the sharks um we had some very i'm sure if you look back at it you know we weren't uh, we weren't doing shakespeare here and, but uh, we had some very dramatic moments for for two high school kids a lot yeah, of fun who was uh who was the kid that got his ear cut off mark something uh, i can see his face it was uh you put me on the spot and i can see him let me come back to that yeah i, I mark I heckler i think maybe it was heckler I think no it wasn't, it wasn't. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was. <laughs> anyway, I'll come back. To those it. were productions. I'm telling. Like those, if my like those gyms were, there was at least two showings, right? Yeah, um, we would do. Actually, there was three. One for the students on right, yeah. like Thursday afternoon, then a Friday night and a Saturday night show. Yeah, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Then we did my senior year. We did uh, divorce me, darling, um, and oh, yeah. uh, had a lot of fun. But yeah, Carrie's right. I, I probably should have thrown that on my list. Musicals were. Were just what great times. Neil uh, Heath as Officer Krupke was one of the greatest uh, performances I ever remember. Neil Heath did uh, a few things that eighteen-year-old people aren't supposed to do, but because he had a beard, he was able to uh, visit a couple of different establishments on our behalf. So that was very nice of. And how, how, did, how does your group not spend the night in the school and not make this this uh, best moment thing? Boy, we almost got in a whole bunch of trouble for that. And, You're in that group. Oh yeah. Oh, really? So, <laughs> yeah, uh, and there, there was a few of us and we, we, so we, we practiced a musical the entire spring break. We didn't go on spring break because of that. I would go to baseball practice in the morning. We had optional practices or whatnot. And then, and then go to, uh, go to musical practice. And we were practicing the better part of the day or, or maybe late afternoon to evening. And we got this harebrained idea that, uh, we were going to just spend the night in the gym. And, uh, so, um, dang it. I've got to think of his name. Cause I, I'm pretty sure it's the same person that you were just talking about is the one that figured out how to prop open the door. Um, and it, and we ended up staying anyway long story short we ended up spending the night at the gym about eight of us and one of the girls left her alarm clock so we would we, we would wake up to leave before anybody got there left his the alarm clock on mr climber's piano to me that wouldn't have signaled anything but somehow they figured it out and uh, and people cracked and and that one point we were going to be charged with uh with breaking and entering and of course none of that happened it wasn't we didn't do any damage or anything so anyway a lot of fun yeah so um i I'm, Mar sure, I'm sorry. I'm ahead. sorry. Mark Barnett. Mark Barnett. Mark Barnett. Oh yes, that's right. Um, so, um, I, I I was really having trouble coming up with the non-sports moment, but just as things have come up through the show, I've thought of some other things. Like one, I, since I mentioned on the show several times, it was a moment that stuck with me. Thirty. 34 years later, um, I love sitting in Mr. Evans's classroom and Marty Curry driving around playing Porsche. <laughs> so he's talking about a moment in time. Uh, 
that song and Marty Curry's Alpine speakers blasting it. Uh, Love that moment. Another thing I just thought, I just started thinking of things when like Brian would say something. Oh yeah, I'm going to say this. Kudos to Brian. Um, Brian was a freshman at VU, my freshman year in high school. And I loved, it was, he did a lot like during that spring of 80, 88, um, that same spring pour some sugar on me came out and um brian would like pick me up from school and i would always feel he would um kind of right outside the band room is where he'd pick me up at and um i would love that moment of like i'd get in like because i because brian had just graduated the year before i came into high school so and even before he picked me up i'd love going to their house each day i'd fill him in on all the happenings of red hill high school from that day but Thank you, Brian, for taking time out of your day to pick <laughs> pick me up at Red Hill High School. And I'm sure we cruise around Bridgeport for a little bit, talk about uh, what was going on at Red Hill as fr- coming right out of eighth hour PE class. So I, I'm all sure kinds of stories to tell from there. I'm sure I was incredibly busy and missing very important <laughs> things by doing that. I remember that spring of 88, listening to Cheap Trick, The Flame, as we drove around in, in Brian's car uh, after he picked me up. Uh, my overall, just when I was thinking of non-sports moments, uh, it's more it's a general thing, but I loved lunch and the different facets of lunch throughout my four years. Um, I actually remember my freshman and sophomore year, the, the lunches the most. Um, I love the snack bar. Wow. Now, honestly, I was never, I was, I was weird and I wish I would, and my parents regret it now that they never made us eat school lunch. They would pack our lunch every single day and it turned into me being a picky eater. I think I didn't try as many different foods. So I was very picky on what I would like and only eat stuff that like my parents prepared and things like that. Um, so I, I was sack lunch all the way through from K through eighth grade. You know, that's something I, I don't know about you guys. I've always enjoyed like, um, uh, food like mass-produced food, like at cafeterias and things like and that. I, I always have enjoyed and, that, and I do now. And I regret. And I think I would have. My parents just say they should have just made because I would. You know, I wasn't going to starve. I was either going to eat it or you know, I just wouldn't eat lunch that day. Yeah. Um, but they um, packed the lunch every single day for me um, until I got to the high school. They gave me a few bucks. I'm sure. I'm sure you could eat for three or four dollars at, at most at the snack bar but i love so you had that little side you had that little bitty cafeteria yeah. like, lunchroom next to the big cafeteria where um they sell like a tenderloin sandwich or a chicken sandwich it's like one of those two things almost every day chicken sandwich and fries that was a buck t- it was a buck ten for a sandwich okay, all right fries, so. there we go yeah. um, you use the change to get you a coke or an rc out of yeah i get ours so uh having that snack bar and those and getting the tenderloin and fries and i get in some type of candy you know get a payday or snickers or something to go with it uh what you know never never knew that existed until i got to the high school so that was a big part of my early days with lunch um let's see where i would eat at uh, i very rarely i don't remember where i ate my junior senior year so maybe i ate in the cafeteria more i cannot ever picture myself eating in there uh, i know a lot we would go out on the um those two benches, like as you go out the girls' gym, kind of uh, across like on the G- Jimmy Medlin. So that's yeah. exactly how I was going to describe it. Because um, we would eat on those benches. That was a big place we would eat my my freshman year. Um, my sophomore year, a lot of times we ate on the football bleachers. I know Gina was telling a story about that on the Facebook page about how we'd sit out on those bleachers every day. Manuel Ferrar. Yep, exactly. Manuel, we would. Um, 
he would like I, I think I said in the post he would down a tenderloin and um, <laughs> then go he'd go run a 400 around the track and we and he's like blazing blazing <laughs> speed uh and Gino mentioned he regretted not influencing him to go out for sports because he definitely could have could have helped any of our sports teams um so I kind of it was kind of just my it was just like our sophomores it was like me you know those those guys we talk about a lot Gino and Matt Gentry who I don't talk a lot about in this podcast podcast but he was still there then i'm sure brandon was out there i'm sure eric was out there i gino and matt are the ones i really remember the most uh emmanuel uh out there on the the bleachers there was a span sometime in my freshman sophomore i don't know what it got into me i don't know if i was there was something i was worried about or like friends that i used to sit with had got, found other friends or something i kind of felt like out left out i know the famous bathrooms where brian got locked in back by the football yeah. field um there was a time like my freshman year like i was getting horrific my story and, I, and like sitting by myself out there and eating every day like not wanting to like right nobody would know i was out there eating by myself like i would down it real quick uh, where nobody could see me and then go into the girls gym and sit and, like everything you know, and i was fine after that but i have no idea why i was doing that but i was eating <laughs> by myself for a while out by the bathrooms because nobody came out there um oh, wow. i'm sorry and then, yeah, I enjoy, I didn't. I wasn't sad or anything. I didn't mind it, but I don't know why I was doing it. Um, like I say, I was only out there probably two or three minutes. I mean, as fast as I could get that tenderloin <laughs> down. Um, um, and then uh, I don't think I've ever mentioned this establishment on the podcast yet. Um, it was only open for a brief time during the like the winter of '89, uh, my sophomore year. Uh, Bill Gray, yeah, um, opened the billy's dad opened the um there was like a building it was kind of like a duplex across from the kind of across from the band room and gymnasium right, right. kind of right across from the gym kind of there probably on the corner i don't know if it was the corner of gray is, is gillespie what the i think that's what on. the street is yeah it's either gray or gillespie or like the one the next street over like whatever that's called um that street that runs parallel to gray there was like a duplex there and he had rented it out or bought it and opened a little restaurant a little burger joint and really the main crowd there all the sophomore people there like those sophomore guys i had talked about we would all go over there each day and then like andrea gray was a senior um it's her her dad's restaurant and uh her and her crew would go over there each day and that was mainly the two big groups that were there but i'll tell you what bill gray I, I don't think people remember him as being a great cook, but it was some of the best cheeseburgers and fries I've ever had in my life. I remember Billy, I think Billy would have been like fourth grade. I I think at that time, because when I was thinking about this story, I was, I did the math. I think he would have been in fourth. I remember Billy would run down there each day. I don't know if he'd help dad out in the kitchen or just get a bite. He'd run from seed school down there and eat each day. But um, Do you remember the uh, name? I, I do remember this restaurant being there. Do you remember the name of this restaurant? I just always call it Bill Gray's Restaurant. I don't know because if, if it was name. Gray's Restaurant, I could see <laughs> massive confusion happening in Bridgeport. Yeah, I don't know if it ever had. There was no signage. It was just kind of. I think a lot of people didn't know about it, but the food was good, and it wasn't open very long. Like I said, it was the sophomore guys and the senior girls were like the people in there. So the freshmen and the junior class of King. I'm sorry, I you didn't know about this place, but you were missing out. Um, it's like Bob's and Vincent's. You have to you have to d define which street you're talking yes. about. I stuck. I stuck strict. I my whole four years of high school. I stuck strictly to the cafeteria. Oh wow! Yeah, you know, snack snack bar or cafeteria. But, but then when you eat it down there in the you were never an outside eater like I was. Like I was big on eating outside. A couple I times I, I made with Mike Bunning went to P and B cafe. Yeah, yeah. Late 
times, like my senior year. Um, but I'm sure, and I don't know if we, was, we were allowed to take the sandwich because I, my junior senior, year, I basically always remember being in the gym like the entire time. So, um, we may have been able to. I don't know if we could take the sandwiches in there, and I know I would eat paydays. I know we'd eat our candy in there during lunch each day. But and then just that was my next step with loving lunch so much was just sitting in that gym and the p- different people you would talk to and those conversations you would have each day sitting in that gym. I also remember there were times where um, I was going to mention on the podcast with him, but never really found a time to fit it in. Um, Coach Kendall, we, he would let us go play basketball in the in the high school gym. Uh, the big gym during um, during lunch, like after we finished lunch, we'd go in there and play basketball. And like I, I had Coach Kendall. We it was early in our season, so I mean, I knew him as a coach and everything, but didn't know how good of a player he was. Um, I think back then, like he was probably like 35, 36. You think of like, oh, this old 35, 36. They seem so old back then. Um, man, was he quick! <laughs> I mean, he would get out there and play with us, and I did not, like, wow. I mean, the things he was doing with the basketball, and he was so quick. And just, I mean, we had no chance to get it. He would just dominate us out there. But uh, that's where I really got to know how good of a basketball player was just in a pickup game. So just the different things that went on during you know, the, the lunches. I Non-sports moment, I think just all a culmination of high school lunch had to be goes number one for I, me. I look, back, I look back at the high school lunches. They were 25 minutes long. Isn't that seemed, crazy? Longer than that. That's why we were running from the chorus room to get there to eat. Well, I, I was going to say, and I did the same thing from wherever I was. Um, oh, I remember one year, did, you, you and I not, were like, you and I were the first two down there like every day one year. Like, my like how do we get away with that? Yeah, I know. I was skipping like eight, I was skipping like eight steps at a time to get down. <laughs> I can remember like my freshman and sophomore year, I, I had like uh, Spanish, Spanish and Spanish two, they had two different teachers. But they were both fourth hour. So me and Mosby would like basically hang out the door all the way out the door <laughs> and then turn and make that turn all the way down the steps into the senior hall, run as fast as we could down the senior hall, jump down the steps all the way around. I mean, we, we were down there quick. <laughs> Here's a stat that I was going to share earlier, just speaking of Spanish rooms. I think I'm the only person in this chat, in this room, in this on this podcast that did not have Mrs. Poland at least one year for Spanish. Um, wow. I had Mrs. Spady from the art teacher came up and taught Spanish my freshman really? year. Yep. And I had uh, Mrs. Beatty, who would have her. <laughs> I, I had Mrs. Beatty my sophomore year. Spady yeah. and Beatty. And, and, and then Mrs. Poland came back. Back. Yeah. Sophomore, my sophomore. Yeah. So I was done after that. So yeah, I never had Mrs. Poland. Had her as Sp- I was in Spanish yeah. club still since I had taken two years of Spanish, but did not have her for a teacher. Yeah. Super. Yeah. Um, so I guess, am I the final? Was that the final? Yeah, that was the final one. A uh, couple of listeners. Uh, Gary mentioned prom. Juice uh, talked about running the spotlights at the 91 prom. Yeah, good job. There had to be more of a story behind that. Something that <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> we're going to find out. We need to dig deeper on that one. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Gene Allen talked about which I very well could have because everybody has heard the story of the 1987 class's domination in that pyramid contest at homecoming week. Gene Allen said, evidently, uh, Gene Allen's class was uh, quite the pyramid builders as well. Class of '91, four years in a row. I don't think I ever participated. But I watched from the 
watched our dominance from the bleachers. I think that would be a good all all school reunion, um, an adult <laughs> pyramid <I> contest. <laughs> did everybody did everybody run down there and do it? Oh, well, I assume. I'm sure I probably did. <laughs> I, I don't I believe don't you. Yeah, because you know you sat as a class. Surely to crime okay, you weren't. Like we, so it wasn't like we selected like ten people. No, it was just everybody. Re- okay, if you I'm were, sure I was in it then. Oh yeah, I mean, and, and oh, we were wide on the base. I mean, we were. We were good because the whole class floods the field. You wouldn't have just yes. sat up there by yourself. I think I did. Yeah, I'm I would, sure I was part of that. I would have definitely there. been on the bottom level. I, I'm, 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 not, I'm not getting on top of people. So. I can kind of remember. like I was kind of a second row guy. I can kind of feel like a knee in my back on the second row <laughs> on, top, on top of like – Randy Clark or somebody. I'm, yeah. I'm feeling it now. Yeah, we Randy, went. Randy, Randy Clark's not on the top of the pyramid. He was a base. We we went. Uh, Jamie Gray up on top. Uh, Doug Bosley, I think, was on the next to the top with someone else to to provide a little more uh, stability up there. And then Jamie made the long climb. And, and you know, obviously, there were people that were back there helping yeah, Jamie. It was a very right, organized yeah. thing with the class 87. I'll tell you that right now. Um, let's go real quick. Let's go to embarrassing. Let's hopefully that we don't have. Have several runners up in this um, I'll go first in this one um, it, it was I think it was our junior year last day of school um, Jerry Bond had a whole bunch of uh, stuff she was taking home out of her locker books this and that um, she was a lot smarter than I was so I'm sure she was actually taking I'm sure I, I could have thrown my stuff in my front pockets that I was taking home. Uh, anyway, she had a box of stuff, and and, and uh, she either asked me or I volunteered to carry her stuff out to the car with her. Um, so I'm walking, and, you know, I'm, I'm, to try to describe this, I'm, I'm holding this stuff. It's a box, so I've got it in two hands. So I'm either kind of cradling it or I'm, you know, holding it by the handles, one of the two. So we're walking out to the, the parking lot, come out the back, you know, where the parking lot was. And I don't know if you remember, there's like one of those little chains, you know, that kind of drooped between the, between, between those little poles, yeah, little cable, whatever. And, um, so I, Hey, just like a champ, that first foot went over it. No problemo. And as I'm putting the first foot down on the other side of the chain, the second one goes over and I caught my foot evidently, and I'm holding this box. I have have nothing to brace myself with. And in, in front of God and everybody, I fall, fall. Of course it was rocks. Now I've got rocks embedded in my forearms and, and, uh, and I, I just felt like a complete doofus. So, um, I would say that was, uh, at least one of my most embarrassing moments at Red Hill. I'll go next. I, I had a couple different ones. Seventh grade, Mrs. Frohawk's English class. I sat in the second row, and one day I just was sitting there, and I started feeling very, very queasy. Wasn't feeling very good, but I wasn't smart enough to get up out of my chair. And I p- proceed to fill my hands with puke. <laughs> so I think I sat right behind Amy Fiscus, I think. I can't remember if that was who it was or not. But that was pretty mortifying to puke in front of all of your classmates and leave that big mess there as you're running out of the room. That wasn't great. And then my second one had to be probably um, sixth grade spelling bee. Of course, the entire school sitting there watching you. I was actually a pretty decent speller and you wouldn't tell it by this, but the word was faucet and I completely panicked and I spelled it F O S S I T. And that was was mortified. So I was completely mortified by that one, by uh, like a water faucet. Yeah, right. So so I was completely mortified in sixth grade. I still remember what I had on that day 
before that spelling bee. It was a Detroit Tigers shirt that I got at spring training and would have been in what, 86 or 87. I can't remember which one, what year I would have went down there. Like it was a Detroit Tigers spring training t-shirt that I wore for the spelling bee and completely embarrassed myself. Well, in fairness, it, 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 it is the way it should be spelled. Well, right, but that's not the way it went down. So. David King. Well, we mentioned all talked about you know having spanish uh fourth hour freshman and sophomore years so my freshman year um this would have been the last fresh soft football game of the year i broke my foot and i was on crutches for six weeks yeah so from fourth hour spanish since it was a mad dash to the lunchroom every day i had to uh i got to leave five minutes early okay class you know, so, so I can get down to lunch. So, so I go, I go down senior hall all the way across senior hall. I'm going down the steps into the junior hall. This is right across from the typing room. Um, then Miss, Mrs. Gifford's class is on the, on the right-hand side. So everybody was in a typing room and Mrs. Gifford's class was full as well. It just felt like, I don't, I don't know if I, you know, I did this before. I don't know if I felt like everybody was staring at me or whatnot, but I got like to halfway down the steps and just wiped out. <laughs> crutches go, crutches fly. I basically just fall like face, face, yeah, like face first, like down the. Uh, you know, I think I started feet first, and then I tried to correct, and I ended up going basically head first down the stairs. Oh my god! And every, I mean, just two classrooms full of people just start. Just cracking, up. just cracking up in you. Yeah. And I'm sure you know how I am. Yeah, I'm sure my face was just absolutely purple. You know, <laughs> red, you know be red, purple, yeah. and whatnot. And, and you're just, sure that everybody in the world watched that happen? <laughs> how I didn't like re-break my foot? Yeah, that was a good. Yeah, that was the good part. Yeah. Chip Jamerson, tell us about it. Yeah. Okay, since we're allowed, since Gary set the standard here, and we're allowed to go outside of Red Hill High School, I, I have one now. Right. So um, I couldn't really think of an exact moment in high school, but I had one, and I, I always tell my classes about this as a teacher of um, ways not to behave. Um, okay, so what, let's go spelling bee again. Uh, this is the fourth grade spelling bee. Uh, this is... Uh, this was this ended up being a tradition for many years. This was the first year they did it. it. Was my fourth grade year, and it was so such a great event. It brought together the best fourth grade spellers in Unit Ten. So you, I wasn't just against Seed School. We brought in the kids from Petty. We did it over the junior high gym in Sumner. So five kids from Petty. I remember Kelly Tidwell walking in. It's like whoa, that's Kelly Tidwell that I see in the yearbooks. He's going to be good. So Kelly Tidwell <laughs> walks in. The Washington School crew, like Troy Moore, Tammy Ralston, Jenny and Rebecca Buchanan, they're walking. They look like they're ready for business. And people, the, 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 the younger people that listen to this don't understand. Like, yeah. you didn't get to see yeah. these people, you know? Right. I, you, you never did. came together as a, it, until fifth grade. It was so. yearbook only. Yeah. And Kate, like, I remember one time, I, I think it was in third or fourth grade, I saw Bubba Baker at Druthers. I was like, I thought that was like a big deal seeing him at Druthers one time. <laughs> um, so, um, and then, you, of course, you got the Sumner kids come in. I mean, you got uh, 
Heather Inyert and Matt Gentry. I mean, that's my mom's class. My mom was the fourth grade teacher. So my mom actually organized the spelling bee. She was the director of it. And um, the other thing I'm good at besides current events, uh, the other thing in school I'm good at is spelling. And I was really good at it. And um, I, I thought I was gonna win this thing. I didn't, uh, I knew two of my best friends were two of my major competitors here. Uh, Brandon Smith and Corey Ray were going to be two that uh, were going to be tough to beat, but I felt like I could take because I knew every word on the list. Uh, I studied and studied. I was never a big studier, but spelling bees, I studied like crazy. My dad and I would stay up hours and hours working on these words. Um, so I'm ready to go and I'm, I'm being, I'm successful here. Of course, uh, so, and then there's two, there's two fourth grades at Summers. I was in Mrs. Dixon's class and there's the Jamerson Luthie class. There's 25 kids total, uh, five from each of the five fourth grade classes. Um, so I, I'm doing well. Uh, I think a, a moment people always remember is Jimmy Seacrest, who also, also from Dixon's class. He got the word banana. It was so funny watching him spell it. He spelled it like B-A-N-A, and it's like he kept saying A-N-A, like he didn't know where to stop. I mean, he was, he just, so that was a funny moment for, for, uh, that I will always remember for that. So we get down, we're getting down deeper, down to four now. And it's all seed, it's all seed school kids left, which is awesome. Yeah. Nice. I, I think Tammy Ralston was fifth place. So she was the last non-seed kid remaining. We're down to myself and Maria Preston from Dixon's class and Corey Ray and Brandon Smith from Luthy Jamerson class. We're down to the final four. I'm feeling it. I, I feel like I, I can't be stopped. I'm not going to miss any words. Um, they then went off the list though, because uh -oh. the four of us, none of the four of us were going to miss any words. Nobody was going to miss any word on that list. They give, they give us like hundreds of words to practice. We, it was clear. My mom didn't tell me about this alternative list. Well, I was going to say, now, was this announced or was this decided at no, the... It, they they had it ready and they got... I think my mom was the moderator and I think she, and she announced something that we're going to have to go to the alternative list now. I don't agree with uh, that. Okay, so I, I, I'm a good speller, but I'm a better... I'm better at memorization. Memorization is really my thing. So I had that list memorized. So now it's okay. It's on now. <sighs> Now I know it's gonna be it's gonna be tough, but right. I, I can do it. I go up, I don't know if we had gotten some words right or not, but I know I end up getting fourth place. So of those four, I was the first to miss. Yeah. I miss equator. I spelled it E Q A um E Q U A T E R instead of O R. When the moderator was my mom, I know my mom was at the table if she was the one that told me that was wrong. And remember, I'm in front of Washington. Oh, seed, no. So I'm in front oh, of no. This, my, this is their first time ever seeing Chip Jamerson. Oh, no. Yeah, they were just as impressed to uh, see you. I, uh, first of all, I mean, I, I broke into tears right there on the on the stage. But it, it was tears of anger. It wasn't tears of sadness. And there was 25 chairs back there for us to sit on. And when we, when we were out, we went and sat down. We stayed standing up if we were. And I went and there was like, they had, there was like an or, they had like orange and yellow, <laughs> like little chairs with like the silver legs on them. And I went up to that chair that was right on the end. Chip, and I, <laughs> Chip is up on Zoom and acting this out. <laughs> and... I got, I, don't, I didn't really get a running start, but I got about two big steps and I took my right foot and kicked that chair about 30 feet across <laughs> the Red Hill Junior High um, uh, floor. So if those of you that don't know, I, I, 
some people are surprised when I tell that people that really know me would know, but I have, I do, I had a temper back then. I still have it. Um, it so t- when it comes out, it's, it's pretty intense. And um, yeah, <laughs> I've witnessed the fact, it. So I, I'm doing it in front of all these future classmates of mine. And my mom was the director oh, of the no. spelling bee as well. So embarrassing my dad was the principal of the school i was at so my dad was there as the principal my mom's the director of the spelling bee and uh i end up getting fourth place congratulations to brandon smith on first place Corey ray on second place maria preston on third place but yeah so i'm glad you said that about the spelling bee gary because that it gave me a good story to tell i don't think i've ever heard that one before either so i don't know that i have either do you remember when you got home were you in trouble or were you pissed at your mom or do you or I really don't remember all, I think it was more just, I got, you know, kind of a talk to about how it wasn't appropriate. I know I was not wanting to finish the day because this was like at nine in the morning at Sumner. So I had to go back and finish the day. I made it through that, that day in fourth grade. And I don't really, and I haven't talked to them about lately. I, I I know my mom remembers it because we brought it up before, but I'd like to have that discussion with them again sometime. And you're just competitive, man. That's all. I am. I don't like to lose. And like, even like when I was at the bench at games, like if my team lost, which like those games in junior high, we only lost a couple of games. Like, man, I took it hard. Um, I'm, I'm talking like throwing stuff all around my bedroom and stuff like that. When I got like destroying, not destroying my bedroom, but making a pretty big mess. So you got, you got uh, better at it in the fall of 89 and 90 though. I think so. Those losses. Well, I didn't expect all. Yeah. We didn't expect to win those. <laughs> <laughs> like when we lost in seventh grade, I destroyed my bedroom. We had never lost a game of basketball before okay. our team. had. So um, that was, and it was to Lawrenceville and, um, Jason Williams had left us and was one of the key people that beat us that night. So, um, so yeah, there's my embarrassing moment story. Well, fun. Hey, couple of couple from the Facebook page, the listeners, uh, juice sent in two Justin Shear. uh, number two, he could not hit a bill Evans curveball in batting practice. Um, and bill Evans will tell you, I don't know how many times he would attempt to throw a screwball and bean me every single time. One time I got so mad. Speaking of anger, I threw my bat down at him and we were in the gym in the cage, it, you know, crashes into that pitching net there. And I'm like, would you quit hitting me with your stupid pitches? Uh, but, and then there was a common theme at Red Hill, evidently, uh, Gene Allen, uh, his most embarrassing moment was, uh, scoring a basket for the opposing team in a fifth grade tournament. That's a true story. That was at Louisville. I can see it happening to the, I can, I can see it right now. I can tell you which basket it was at. Yes. Oh, that Louisville tournament's becoming a popular top. That, it's it's it the is. new Darby Wagner. Yeah. We, we, we mentioned on the, on the Brino and friends podcast, we mentioned the Louisville oh. tournament this week. That's right. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> The uh, other one is is not only did Justin Shear uh, shoot at the wrong end, but the bad thing was Brad Smith got the rebound off the missed shot and put Highsmith, it back in. Yeah, Brad Highsmith <laughs> put it back in on the rebound. What did I say, Highsmith? Yeah. You said Smith. Oh, I'm sorry, Brad Highsmith. Yeah, got the rebound and put it back. So, good job hitting the boards there. Hey, speaking <laughs> of. You, you mentioned the Brino and Friends show, a couple of Impulse Radio podcasts you might listen to. Uh, probably not interested, but I'll mention the Bar Reef podcast with Boy, 
voice of the Vikings, Mike DeCourcy. The Birdies Bourbon and Basketball Podcast with uh, also with Mike DeCourcy, Todd Lancaster of the Washington Times-Herald, and Blake Burkhart. We do a, do a show on Southwest Indiana sports, and we're starting to branch out into regional, national. We've had PGA Tour players. We've had NBA players on the show, so that's a good listen. Um, and then uh, it is back after a long time. It, it was briefly going to be called the Brino and Chip Show. Um, Chip said, I, you know, I'm not sure I'll be able to do every single show, but he'll do a lot with us. And uh, But the Brino Show, Brino and Friends Show is back, and we did our first episode that will be dropping here in the next few days, and we covered um, Debbie Scott will like this. Uh, we covered the uh, April of 1984, the first week of April 1984, Billboard Top 10, and told some stories about those songs and, and gave some history on those. So uh, tune in to those Impulse Radio shows wherever you get your podcast. Speaking of podcasts, now the next, uh, the next moment up is we're going to talk about our favorite moments so far as we wrap up this show. Favorite moments that we've had on the podcast have we done? Chip, how many episodes have we done? Uh, oh, we're like at 24 now, yeah, 24, I think 25 episodes. So what's our favorite moment on those episodes? And uh, I'll just throw it out to the guys, whoever wants to go first. I'll start. I had a couple. One was when uh, the podcast, when we were all live in studio, I think, weren't we? When we had a, our first ever surprise yes. guest caller, when <laughs> Rhino had arranged for Gary Wilsey to call in. That was a shock. We, we didn't see that coming for – to hear Coach Woolsey's voice, I hadn't talked to him in a, in a while, so it was good to hear Coach. My favorite one was the coach, most recent uh, interview, we, with the, the one we did with Coach Kendall, and had no idea after he had pretty much had the, the best first four or five years that a coach could probably have at a school, and, he, and knowing that he didn't have a lot coming in for the 93-94 the and the next couple seasons, and finding out where Lawrenceville approached him about coming to Lawrenceville and taking yeah, over that squad, right. which – that team yeah. a few years later went to state, and, and he he was going to be walking into some really good basketball. They were young in my senior year, so yeah, that caught us all by surprise. Uh, so that was shocking to hear him and just think what could have been had he gone to Lawrenceville, how different that would have been. Yeah, that was a good. One. Hey, speaking of, I was just glancing down the Facebook page to make sure we haven't forgotten. Any. Did we mention that Josh Young? Uh, talked about Mr. Gifford. No, I was going to okay. think we had, I was going to ask you the same thing. Yeah, no. So, uh, Josh Young said, Mr. Gifford, great teacher, better guy. I couldn't, couldn't agree more. So yeah. thanks Josh for, for, uh, for being a part of the podcast. Uh, Dave, you want to go next? Yeah. Um, probably moments sticks out for me was, uh, talking to Jim Baker, um, about his minor league baseball career. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, put, you know, post-college going to the, short season team in New York and then, you know, making it to AAA, playing winter ball down in South America. Just fascinating, yeah. I thought. It was you know, uh, her stories, you know, her stories of it as a little kid, but you know, never got details on it. So yeah. it was just yeah, that was cool. Very cool to talk to him about that. Yeah, that was that was neat. Uh Chipper? Um yeah, we, it, it's been as we mentioned earlier, just talking to all these people has been it's been fun it's been fascinating i mean one of the people was one of my all-time was my all-time favorite teacher at red hill high school and, and coach evans um another this i uh, get to talk to richard dixon um our seventh grade social studies teacher and our junior high basketball coach um that was a favorite podcast moment for me and, and if i had to pick an exact moment from that show there were so many good ones but uh he had so many stories to share from like my group. That was um, uh, Brandon's group. That was um, they from that from those successful seasons we had. So um, 
just getting to, you know, share those stories and knowing that it meant as much to him as it did to me and, and getting to trade some stories there. Um, that was, that was my favorite podcast moment where were those conversations. Yeah. With Coach Dixon. No, that's good. And, and th- listen, of all these things tonight, you know, picking your favorite teacher was tough. Um, we've had some great moments on this podcast and, and, and I could, I could list 15 or 20. I'm trying to narrow it down here. So I don't, Oh, I don't hog this segment. Um, Richard Dixon. I listen, I got to tell somebody that was very important in, in my, uh, childhood education, something that I had hardly told anybody in, in the whole world. And, and that meant a lot to me to be able to, even though it was over zoom, I, I got to be able to tell him that that was a, that was a nice moment. Um, Mandy Cunningham, great interview with Mandy. Um, and it is honestly led to Mandy and I, you know, um, um, texting each other and, and I, you know, talk, like Gary mentioned talking to Gary and I was able to follow them on the Evansville day because they played up here in our regional. Um, so it, it's been good to reconnect with Mandy and just hearing those stories, those fantastic battles they have with T-Town, Susan Wright, um, oh uh, my goodness. I learned, I learned personally so much about yeah. Girls sports in Illinois and how that mm-hmm. came about. And, and, you know, we take that for granted now and you go back and listen to that episode and, you know, they were having to go in front of the school board and, and basically beg, and it wasn't unanimous votes that they were getting yeah. girls sports. So what an interview with her. And, and, uh, and again, I've followed her on Facebook now and, and just watching her and and just how intelligent she is and her and successful she is but on a funny moment i think my number one moment on the podcast we were when we were talking about uh, that that we were covering a school year right and we were yeah, talking 1991 yeah we're talking about the trip that the cheerleaders made overseas uh was it england scotland i think, I think england, uh, england yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh they came up with a rule if you didn't hear it, that if your parents went on the trip with you, it was an excused absence. If your parents didn't go on the trip, it was an unexcused absence. And while we're hearing this story, it was Chip, you were covering it, right? I think that was your season. You were talking about the school board meeting where they discussed this. I get on, I start texting and, and got Heather Cooper to call in because Heather was she got she was a victim of this rule they she was supposed to have these <laughs> unexcused absences because her parents couldn't go on the trip because of work or whatever and uh, she said penny's still pissed about it <laughs> so yeah <laughs> i just thought that was uh, you know just a moment out of left field that uh, that was really really funny so um great thing about this podcast is chip has pointed out many times uh, you, you don't have to listen to them. They're not time sensitive. The oral history of Red Hill that we're attempting to do here, you can go back and listen to the archives and they're just as fresh when you hear them six months after we did them, than they are, uh, than they are live. So please go back and listen to some of these moments and, and hopefully we're providing a good history of the school. Um, what did, uh, what did we have any face, any listeners chime in on this one? Uh, Juice yes. talked about Jim Baker. He said he's really enjoyed the podcast, and we thank Justin and T-Bone for being sponsors, but uh, he learned a lot about Jim Baker um, during that. Let's see, what else? Gene Allen, uh, of course, he was such a big part of those Coach Kendall teams. Uh, he enjoyed that. And uh, and then Kerry Hill talked about uh, um, 
the Mr. Dixon episode. So, All right. um, yeah, very nice comments. We appreciate when we do these you, uh, listener uh, participation. We we appreciate it. Um, does anybody have anything else to cover? I just want hey, real quick, say thank you again um, to our sponsors, Gray's Restaurant, Tyler Griffin's Pizza House, Andrew's Insurance, and, of course, People State Bank. We appreciate their support very, very much. Um, so let them know that you heard about them right here. What else we got, guys? Anything? Uh, just a reminder of the alumni baseball game coming up for Red Hill that uh, Coach Chris Seitzinger is putting together. And looks like I've seen uh, the list that he put on Facebook. Yeah, I and- saw that. We looks like we need some more guys from like 93 and before, especially I think there was a big gap in the uh, 70s and 80s, but some names on there that have some people I don't know. But yeah, Darby and Gino, I'd like to see them from 1991 Absolutely. get signed up. Rooster, he wasn't yeah, on the list. Yeah, he had, I saw, yeah, who knows? So that was a couple of names I had given out. But Juice. I don't know how he won't be there. <laughs> I will tell you, my name is on the list. I am not playing baseball. If, if uh, Hopefully, if everything goes well, well, we'll do a little podcast that day and have some microphones out there and talk to him uh, as, as long as I, c- I can make it. Uh, so we're planning on doing that. Um, Dave's getting ready to go into farm season, so we might have to do a couple shows by ourselves or the, just the three of us without Dave. I know he gets busy during that time of year, but uh, – but hopefully each and every show will the four of us will be here and we'll have a lot of fun. We'll, we'll start announcing uh, future shows very quickly, but uh, at the most it'll be two weeks, but you never know. Maybe, maybe one pop up at any time. Um, what else? What am I missing chip? Anything? No, I think you've covered it all. Um, yeah. Mystery voice. So That's right. be ready. Yep. You might be getting, you, you might, might be, be getting a, we might be call, we might be calling you. <laughs> yeah, that's how I think that's how it went. I think that's exactly. We might be calling you. Some of the things we talked about um, in this episode of Old School Red Hill um, alternate spelling lists caused great great problems for a young Chip Jamerson. Uh, Eric Mosby rushing to lunch. <laughs> uh, Shane Lumpy Wilson. Absolutely cracking his shin on a chair and uh, the the laughter that ensued by the rest of his PE class. Evans and Drury, beloved teachers. Absolutely. Racks on the way oh. to, to and from Scholastic Bowls in <laughs> the beloved that. BBC. It's still open. If you want to travel, you can find one. There's yeah. still a couple in the country. Yeah, I live an hour and a half from one and haven't been in 10 years. And so after you sure. eat, you go wash your hands at a faucet, F-O-S-S-I-T. Yeah. <laughs> Rub it in. Um, Mar- Marty Curry and pour some sugar on me. Got another mention today. <laughs> the University no, uh, me... of Nevada, Las Vegas shorts <laughs> that somehow, maybe by Mrs. King, maybe by Blackjack or Larry McBride. Yeah, I never got considered to... Larry McBride until tonight. Uh, David, you got to find out for us, okay? I'll do that. <laughs> Jimmy Medlin's side of the high school and the benches that yes were there fresh freshman year. I think we need Chip to really dive deep to why he was eating by himself behind the football bleachers or something to this. He I know. I, I don't know why I would have done that. I mean, I was never like treated poorly in school or anything to where I would like feel like I needed to do that. I mean, I don't know. Gray's Restaurant and the other Gray's Restaurant. (laughs) Yes. Oh, man. I wish you guys could have had those cheeseburgers. I hope Billy and Andrea and Tracy listen to this because I want to – I know Andrea knows I haven't forgotten about it, but I think – 
Brino's love of institutional food. I've always known that. You've always been big on that. I'll tell you what. Those pizza, those square pizzas that they serve <laughs> in the cafeteria, those are those are delicious. Uh, Absolutely delicious. Part of the institutional food is is how uh, they did not drain the spaghetti at the junior high, which was always <laughs> strange to me, but they they did not do it. A uh, couple more things. Bobby Maddell's definition of acute in yes. Mr. Hamill's class. Solid. The Louisville basketball tournament of the new Darby Wagner of this podcast. Yes. Miss McMillan preparing young children for college. She sure did. I don't know. I'm Gary's sure. English teacher at OCC. Mr. Yeah, Thompson. Yeah. No, no, it, it wasn't, wasn't Mr. Mr. Thompson. Thompson yeah. <laughs> Did Shouse teach English? Oh, no, no. He was a math guy. <laughs> I never had him. <laughs> I had him for I had him for two classes and I never went there. Pizza Hut makes its uh, unpaid commercial. If you want real pizza, we know where to go. Tyler Griffin's Pizza House. Jim Drury in Vietnam. I don't know. I think we've said it all, guys. We'll work on a topic for next time, and we will let you know what that's going to be. Get ready for the mystery voice. On behalf of the writers, directors, producers of this fine bit of auditory gym, <laughs> David King, Gary Emmons, Chip Chambers, and I am Brian Emmons, and we are, of course, Red Hill. Red Hill.